Hey everyone, and welcome to the show. I'm Mike. And I'm Marty. And this is Two Guys, A League, and Some Guests. Let's get it started. Is that all the housekeeping you have? Or? That would be all the housekeeping that this guy has. Okay. I don't have any. Okay, good. We're done. I just want to get into the show. Yeah, we're good. Hockey. Um, so around the boards. Around do it. You, okay, so <clears throat> do you want to start with the, I mean, <clears throat> we should probably start with hockey since it's, I mean, that's what most people want to talk about is just the game itself, right? So Vegas is currently leading Florida 3-1. Um, there's a, I know the, the popular choice right now, and, and actually you said it earlier too, where you, in your mind, this is over with, uh, tomorrow, right? That's your prediction. Yes. Which and, and, and uh, we just covered how, how good we are at prediction. Well, yeah. So there you go. So it's probably going to go about <laughs> seven, let's say. Um, no, but I, let me just screw things up because Mike's <laughs> going to predict that it's over tomorrow. Meanwhile, I'm going to predict that it's going to keep going. So good luck listeners. There you go. Yeah. It's like pick one. <laughs> Yeah. You're, you're going to be wrong. No, I'm just kidding. No, listen, I mean, yeah. for me, the reason why I kind of say this is over and we saw it at the beginning of game four. Um, yeah. Matthew Kachuk ain't good. Like, like, <laughs> th- like, I mean, okay, you, well, hold on. Talk, pump the brakes here because we, we spent the better pa- part of a month really pumping his tires the whole time and like this is what a leader is and if you could redo the draft you'd pick him over matthews and line it like we went full oh yeah like i'm not talking about his performance i'm just talking about the fact that this guy is injured like like, oh okay oh oh, no 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 performance wise this guy's top cream cream of the crop man gotcha like he's at the top but when it comes to when i say he ain't good He's just ain't right. Like he is, gotcha. in a, he's in a bad place. I mean, he's in a lot of pain. I mean, he's not even moving that arm. He's hardly moving that no. arm. So I the mean, warmups. Oh boy. That looks rough. I mean, the guy plays like a little over four minutes in the third period of game four. And I think like two thirty six yeah. of that. So what? Like 75, 80% of that is the, the last little bit of the game when the goalie's pulled. Like yeah, th- exactly. this guy, so. this guy's grinding. Like this is guy is grinding it out right now. Um, yes. The only the only other thing I, I want I really want to add in regards to anything Kachuk uh, related is I mean, do you mean to tell me like that he doesn't have a concussion? Like that yeah. hit that he took in Game <clears throat> Three. Like yeah, he yeah. he go, you know he ends up on the power play shortly thereafter, and then once that power play is over, he goes to the room listen and and i i will not make this any kind of a long rant but i will say this in regards to this concussion issue if that's game 43 of the regular season he's out for the next three four or five six whatever amount of games like because it's a couple like i I, listen i get it i get the whole like you know warrior attitude and warrior mentality like i i get it but if if we're gonna do this if if we we are gonna do this concussion thing right, yeah. dude, dude, there's no, I mean, and, and listen, and and unless I'm 
completely wrong. And this guy did get completely and utterly checked over by an arbitrary, like not, not Florida team personnel, like somebody that's arbitrary yeah. in regards to making that decision. And, and they're a medical professional and, and he doesn't have a, and if they're telling me he doesn't have, okay, that's cool. Like I can't, yep. unfortunately I can't believe a Florida <clears throat> representative or a Florida medical staff. I, I just can't, yeah. I can't do it. Like if somebody who is arbitrary is telling me, okay, yes, he does not have a concussion. Okay. This conversation's over, but I'm sorry. I mean, we right. all saw it when he, the guy stumbled as soon as he got back up. Like, yeah. like, like the, 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 like the bell it, at the very know, least, you know, the birds are singing at the least here. So yeah, that's what I mean. if we're going to do this right, as much as I love seeing the guy, as much as this, like the playoffs are, are made for the Kachuk family. Yeah. Not just Matthew, yeah. the Kachuk family as a he shouldn't be playing, dude. And and, and now it's... with with the shoulder, I mean, fuck. I mean, we all saw it at the beginning of the game. He he didn't even shoot yeah. the puck on that. Like he was just anyway. Listen, what I have a hard time believing is that if you look, let's say, like let's okay, so let's say concussion and in on let's insult to injury on top of that, give him, you know, a separated shoulder or something needs surgery his career is no longer the same you know the he he plays maybe another three years and then that's it he's done and that's what Was worries worth me marty it? and that marty bang on i i could not have said it better myself and and look i like i i know through through time you know warriors through hockey we've seen it i know that it was a different mm. time back in the you know 60s 70s 80s when these guys got their bell rung, they went and sat for two minutes, three minutes, got back on it. Like, we all know how it goes. And we know today it's a different story. If, if he's doing any damage to that shoulder that is going to shorten his career, mm -hmm. I, listen, feels may, wrong. maybe it does. And, and, and the only reason why I'm hesitating, Marty, is because I've never been a professional hockey player in any any shape or form, let alone the NHL, let alone what it takes to get to the Stanley Cup. So does Kachuk want to put his own body at risk? And let's say, let's say the shoulder injury does amount to less years. I suppose the player has the right to make that decision. I'd rather yep. go all in for the Stanley Cup. I'm here. I don't know if I'm going to get back yeah. here. So that's why I hesitate. But in all yeah. reality, if the guy's doing any kind of damage that's going to lessen his career, then... Or yeah. his quality of life on top of that. Or for that matter, quality <clears throat> of life. Because, yeah, that's... That, listen, Marty, you and I, you know, we've been doing this fantasy stuff for 25, 26, 27 years now. <clears throat> okay? And, yeah. there, and yes, I think I can speak for us both. There is a bit of a disconnect, right? It's like, no, I just yep. squeeze, squeeze 100 points out of this, you know, MF for the next decade, right? <laughs> I know. I, I wanted to hold off. I didn't think it was right. <laughs> That's all right. So, I, I mean, we do tend to forget here that, like, a lot of these guys, other than the, the, the Vegas Golden Knights roster and, and the Florida roster, these guys are with their families. They're, they're, they're enjoying a yep. uh, summer. And... They want to be able to to walk around the beach with their kid. They want to be able to lift their two year old, uh, and, yeah. you know, and not have a debilitating, you know, shoulder injury that they can't. So, 
you know, we so free- do you think a rule should be put in place? Because if you go to the player and the player says, I'm in, I no matter what, you know, give me a cortisone shot, uh, whatever it is, get me back on the ice. And are you okay with saying, well, he's an adult. He's made his decision. This He's made his decision known what, what we should be doing with him. So we're going to honor that. Or do you think there should be a rule in place to protect the the person who could be making a, a bigger mistake down the road? Because you, again, you don't know, right? I mean, we could look at this in five months from now and go, okay, everything was fine. Like, mm. <clears throat> oh, you know, and it, you know what? And there the was thing, no big deal. And then the thing of it is, it, more than, I mean, more than not, this is going to be fine. I mean, it's, it's it's an injury that would need to heal. That you know, it would need to recuperate and and rehab to yeah. a certain extent, depending on the severity of it. Um, yeah. to put a rule into place. Listen, I will say this right off the hop: that would be extremely difficult, right? Yes, it would. Uh, j- just the logistics of it, i.e., NHL, NHLPA. They got, you know what I mean. Yeah. So oh, yeah. can it, can they come to a conclusion that the two of them uh, and 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 it be the same conclusion? Yeah, that that's that's possible. Um, not likely, but possible. No, um, take a lot of finagling. My answer, I suppose, I'm a little bit of fifty fifty, and this may sound like I'm on the fence. And and, and what I mean by that is this: Yeah, <laughs> when it comes to like, like okay, okay, let's just use. Kachuk as uh, as an example here, injured shoulder. Okay. If the player wants to, like, like listen, he's an adult male. He he's, he he can make s- sound decisions. Like, he knows how much his shoulder is hurting, not hurting. What he can can't do. What he what he can bring to the team. What he can't bring <clears throat> to the team. Like, you know, they're they're not blinded to the warrior mentality. To an fact. extent. To an extent. He's aware that of his body, he knows what he feels, and he knows what he knows that he can sort of um, endure. Yeah, he d- he is aware of that, and I I'm just not convinced that they would be aware of the long term potential of an injury of not just sustaining that injury, but that injury leading to other injuries because you're compensating, right? Yeah. So in a sense, you're not really. And listen, let me just sort of preface all this that I'm against. I would be against a rule. <laughs> I think at the end of the day, we're all adults. You've made a decision. You're not only in the league, but you're playing for a Stanley Cup. Um, I think I, I think it's all up to the adults to make these decisions. However, there's only one I'm proposed, not proposing. I'm suggesting a rule because it, it's kind of it's a way to to eliminate the second guessing. It's a way to eliminate the gee, you know, I'm not sure. In those moments where you have a player who is injured and in the prime and in, in the prime situation for them to succeed, and they rather than feel confident I can move forward, they themselves are hesitant and aren't sure. So a rule would then sort of make up their minds for everybody, and there'd be no worry about it. So you wouldn't have to even worry about making that decision. Decision gets made for you. You can just stand back and go, "Oh man, if there wasn't for the rule, I'd go in." <laughs> but I think it, again, at the end, it's better to let the adults decide. And if you're an adult and you're in your right mind, obviously a concussion, potentially you can't be asked that question. Um, So that's why we do have a concussion protocol. That's where that's where I draw the line. Like for me. Yeah. I mean, if I'm if I'm keeping it like super simple, it would be like anything to do with his body. Go ahead, make the decision like you're an adult. Make the decision when it comes to your mind, though. So if it's an issue with a concussion, sorry. 
That that decision is yeah. out of your hands. When it comes to the brain and the mind, sorry, I'm, I can't leave it up to the, the player. The body. It's scary. A concussion's scary, man. I, I mean, I, I I've never had one, so I, I I I couldn't I could not speak to it whatsoever. Um, for, from what I understand, in a lot of cases, uh, and in some severe cases, it's quite debilitating. I and to the yeah. and to the point where in bed debilitating with the curtains drawn, like yes. hard to be up during the day because it's so bright. Yeah. Um, yeah. Exactly. So, I mean. And what's scary about it is that the way it can show itself can be delayed. Um, you could, you know, get the hit yeah. and come jump right yeah. back up on the ice, finish a shift, but in fact, finish the game. Yeah. And then next day, wake up and it starts. So that's a scary thing. About we all we know all this. So now none of this is news. None of this is new information. Uh, if we maybe just try to pull it back a little bit in terms of Kachuk and the fact that he's trying to play through this, I think that goes into his leadership qualities. And I do. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But man, watching him in the pregame. Uh, in the warm-up skate, that was diff very, very difficult to watch and then watch him, you know, play the game. And yes, he looks not like Matthew Kachuk, uh, sorry, Matthew Kachuk. However, he still played Matthew Kachuk hockey in, to a degree, right? Like he, it just oh, not yeah. the minutes and, but he played the way as best as he could within the moment, which is very admirable. And again, that's, that's leadership qualities right there, just bleeding out. So he uh, he eats, sleeps, and breathes and bleeds hockey like it, like nobody's business, and it's really inspiring. Unfortunately, at this point, if everyone everyone seems to be saying that like it's over now, like you know Bobrovsky's armor was lifted in game two or chipped anyways massively seven two. I mean that's gonna hurt. Um, and then now Kachuk is physically hurt himself. Yes, they did win a game in between there. Um, so that's good. They didn't get swept, <laughs> but I mean, I do feel like, yes, I do feel like Vegas has got this more or less in the bag, but I'm not conf. I would never, I wouldn't put a bet against Florida just because we've seen this before. We've seen them come down this path before. And let's be real here. After that seven, two, they won three to two, and then they lost three, two. They're doing their best to keep <clears throat> the offense to a minimum. Borowski's playing well again. Uh, Aiden Hill actually didn't look that great. Um, with the couple of goals, one of the goals actually was actually pretty cheesy. So never mind. It's off two defenders or at least two Vegas players, mm -hmm. anyways. But all that, all I'm saying is that, like, actually, that's kind of a perfect example. The puck going off of two Vegas players and going in the back of the net. That's a, that could be a, a sim, a sign of, you know, maybe the momentum, not momentum because they didn't end up winning that game, but puck maybe luck? there's a shift in karma. Maybe the puck, yeah, luck. maybe there's something that's a little puck, luck, little puck, luck happening for, for Florida. Um, and that's enough sometimes just to spark, uh, a reason to try a little bit harder and maybe get that W. Um, again, like I said, they didn't, it didn't come out with that W in that particular game, but I, I don't know, man, like three, one Florida's done it before. So I, I'm just, I'm not convinced to say that hands down, put some money on it. Here we go. If I had to put money on it, I'd put a dollar, okay. <laughs> nothing more than that. Well, I mean, I don't have much. Anyway, I, so. I, I, I mean, if I, if I had more, I, I would put more for sure. But I, I mean, if I'm putting any kind of money down, I, I, again, and I'll reiterate what I iterated at the beginning of the show, I do think it's over. Um, now, I mean, th there's a lot of layers to that. The Kachuk injury, number one for me, I mean, heart, soul yeah. guy, leadership, uh, production, like he gives you everything, the intangibles on top of that. And he's not, yeah. and he's not at 
and furthermore, I think it's a lot less than a hundred percent. Like I, you know, th- this guy's hurting here, right? Yeah. Right, right now he's hurting. So I mean, yeah. that, that combined and it, for me, it's, it's the Vegas uh, balanced attack. I mean, Eichel's got, he hasn't, doesn't have any goals, but he's got five assists in the final Stevenson with two yeah. and three Marcia. So with four and three stones got two All goals right. and four assists and Aiden Hills three and one with a 2.25 goals against average and a 925 save percentage. Those are the numbers that, that, that can scream. I can get the job done. Yeah. All, all I need is for you guys up front to do what you do. And they've been doing it. I mean, right now, who, who do you cover? Like, that's the problem for Florida. Well, like it, yeah. it's just, and, and the only other thing I will mention on top of all of that and this is more of a generalistic statement. Florida does look outmatched. I mean, yes, that's kind of a, you know, Captain Obvious statement, but at 3-1. <laughs> but what I mean by that is, like, listen, I know that Florida is not this, like, speedy up and down team. Like, it's they're not this big flow team, if you will. But when I say yeah. they haven't had any flow, like, it's just everything seems to be so broken up, going up the ice. Like, whereas... Vegas gets the puck, and then you start to see, like, what all good, clean hockey, if you will, right? Like, yeah, just did they turn it, turn it over? They head towards uh, Florida's net. Like, it's just, there's so much more flow right now. There's so much more. Um, I keep going to that word. There's so much more flow in Vegas's game right now than Florida's, it, it, and and it, yeah. It, it, and it, it's very, very eye-catching to me personally. I mean, maybe I'm looking mm-hmm. at it a certain a certain way that others aren't. But I just find that, you know, Florida's plugging away. They're trying their best. But it, I don't know, man. Like I, Well, I think in the end, Vegas is just too deep. And I think that's the biggest issue. Because like you touched on I the gotta beginning, agree. who do you cover? doesn't matter who you cover. You don't have enough guys. And that fourth line for Vegas, that fourth line for Vegas is just something like you talk about energy lines and you know what? These Stanley cup teams, you know, they always tend to have that either third or a fourth line that they, they feel so comfortable putting out there. Like they're not looking for production. They're just looking for that energy uh, momentum shift, that kind of thing. Boy, oh boy, did does Vegas have it with that fourth line? I mean, Colasar, that guy's an, a nice little shit disturber. Can throw his weight Just around. Love that name too, Colasar. Oh, Colasar. like he is. Sounds like an all star. He, he's been a bit of a rev- revelation <coughs> in, in my eyes. Like, I mean, I don't mean like this guy's going to be the next all star. I'm just saying. No, 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 no. He's really come to the yep. forefront in my viewpoint as I've been watching this series. Playing his part. Uh, absolutely. I mean, just kind of getting yeah. in there, and you know, he's got that kind of. Um, uh, I'll call it like a Brad Marchand or a Brendan Gallagher kind of smirk that just fucking gets underneath your skin. Do you know what I mean? And, it, <laughs> and, and oh, yeah. you just you have to have those guys. Like these championship yeah. teams always have these types of guys. And man, like that fourth line, I, I just can't say enough about them. I mean, the other third the other three lines are actually doing damage here and there. Oh. I mean, even though I even though that Carlson line, uh, William Carlson line seems to have this kind of checking line, uh, um to them a little bit but they've been productive throughout the playoffs as anyway i mean i'm just kind of gushing about everything vegas right now suffice <laughs> it to say they are running in all cylinders right now and florida <clears throat> it, it they just aren't it, it they just aren't they're they're a, they're at half the cylinders how about that 
I'd say I'd even go as far as saying that for Florida, it would appear as though they've just run out of gas. Well, um, close, too many man. things have sort of come up for them. And they've had to like to be f- not that it was any easier for Vegas necessarily. Um, but Florida did have to play through, you know, a lot of comeback victories or hard fought victories and that kind of thing. And this was a lot of adversity. And this goes way back to a month before the season even finished where they had to, you know, really scratch and claw their way back into the playoff picture to begin with. So this is going to wear down on your body. doesn't matter who you are. Um, again, I'm still not comfortable saying next game and it's over. Um, and I don't even know that I would say I'm comfortable saying that Florida has no chance. I will say that Vegas looks very much in the driver's seat. One thing that's starting to bug me for sure, though, is that people are saying that Vegas was just handed this team or this this opportunity. And and I, I all agree that the NHL as a whole is most likely happy that Vegas is in the in the playoff. But that doesn't that doesn't mean that Vegas didn't earn this and they were quote unquote handed something. Um, they really weren't. This is earned. There's some smart people in that management um, that made sure that all the pieces were going to be th- thoroughly thought through and they were going to have an they were going to have an identity. They weren't just going to come into the league and be this team that picked up some scraps and we're going to work through it and try to figure it out. They went into it knowing they needed to have some sort of an identity and, and went right at it. And that's exactly what they did. And this is their third coach or fourth? Well, you've got Gallant, DeBar, and now Cassidy. Cassidy, so it's three? I think it is three. I feel like there's another one in there. But I know, anyways, I, I we'll kind of feel it we'll too. Three I think so too. <laughs> but anyways... And the reason why that's important, why, why that's important is that the, the way this team is coached and the way it's played changed over the years. Um, their identity somewhat stayed the same, though, but how they approach the game uh, has definitely changed. And, and, you know, they've had to do this with a, with a couple of different goalies. No clear number one concept. I do. I wonder. Here's a question for you. What would have happened had Logan Thompson been healthy? Like, do you see him carrying the load? Do you see a similar fate where they, you know, they test out this guy? Oh, he's, you know, got some chips in his armor, so let's go to somebody else. Or does Logan Thompson actually, is he able to do something? You know, that's such an interesting question because obviously we are where we are and we see what they've done without him. So you're kind of like, yeah. so you're kind of like, no, no, we're kind of fine with what's going on right now. We're good. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But for argument's sake, let, let's go back and let's say that Logan Thompson is healthy all year. Um, I, the I, numbers I, he had. I, I got to feel that I got to feel they're probably here. Um, and, and the reason I say that is, you know, he, I was questioning a lot of the, the, the Vegas and uh, my issue with Vegas to start the year was the fact that I wasn't sure if the goaltending was going to hold. It was a very small sample size from right. Logan Thompson. Hence the reason why I had them out of the playoffs that, and then of course, uh, Mark Stone and his back issues, you know, we still hadn't really kind of got the train rolling here in regards to Jack Eichel. So there was a lot of questions that were kind of up in the air. They had just missed the playoffs. So, Yep. Now, I, I think with what we saw, the limited amount that we saw of Logan Thompson this year, 
on top of what we saw last year, I think you're starting to get a big enough sample size now that this guy can handle the load. We still don't know how all this is going to play out because remember, Robin Lehner is still signed here. And I believe this would have been year two of a five-year deal. So he would have another three years remaining, I believe. Yeah. So th this is going to, this, this, this is, it has convoluted as it is right now. It's a, only going to get worse because Laner will, will be back. And that was my follow-up question. What happens in this off season where you've got Aiden Hill, who now he, he's proven himself, right? More I, than a backup. I mean, would you say so? I mean, I, I, listen, if I'm, if I'm going to predict anything here, the way Vegas has kind of gone away, their roster construction, oddly enough, has almost been fantasy, like almost like a, like a fantasy team. And what I mean by that right. is they needed the they needed their number one stud D. They went out and got him in Peter Angelo. What's that? We need a number one centerman. Boom, Jack Eichel. Like these guys are going out and getting what they need. So if you're asking, what would a fantasy manager do in most cases? Logan Thompson's got the highest value he's probably ever going to have. Trade him. True. So, so I foresee, yeah. I foresee the uh, Golden Knights trading him. I mean, look what you're still left with. Laner, Aiden Hill. I, I mean, you say what you want about Aiden Hill. And, and we've said it on this program numerous times that he's a backup. Career backup. Yeah. And you can say whatever you want. We could say it as many times as we like. This guy's going to win the Stanley Cup. Like, yeah. Like, and I'm, I'm sorry, I'm doing it. Like, I'm going all, I'm going all out. This is over. Like, Vegas is going <laughs> to win a cup. Aiden Hill's going to be. He could potentially be a Conn Smythe winner. So, yeah. So, if Vegas is going to do what they usually do, which is run this thing almost like a fantasy team, yeah, Thompson's gone. And they're going to get something for him. So, and, and and you know what? It's funny that Thompson's the out one, the one that potentially could be the one from the outside looking well, in. Well, he's probably got the highest value, did... right? Now, the only issue that's going to hold that well, back that's is the an injury history. But but one thing, I, okay. one thing I wanted to hit on before I forget, and this is all I'm going to say on this issue, and I believe we touched on it last week as well. Anybody who isn't happy about the Vegas Golden Knights, number one, being in the Stanley Cup in their first year or being in the Stanley Cup in year six and the way I think this is going to play out is win it. Hey, yeah. the rules were there. They abided by any yeah. rules that there were, whether you're talking about the expansion draft or otherwise. You can sit yeah. there and whine and cry to me that they, they had an advantage in regards to screwing over these teams. No, 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 no. These teams screwed oh. over themselves. Oh, don't pick yes. this guy and we'll give you Shea Theater. Or don't pick this guy, we'll give you Jonathan Marshall. Don't pick this guy, we'll give you William Carlson. Listen, I understand that 2020 vision at that particular moment, William Carlson was doing nothing in Columbus at that point. But we, yeah. we, we all know how this plays out, Marty. And it, and it played out this way in Seattle this year. These, these quote-unquote bit players, third liners, working their way up the lineup, a younger player, 22, 23 years old. Opportunity, opportunity, opportunity. That's, I, That's I can't say it any more than that. You give these guys opportunity. So I, I, I'm, I'm done, and, and, I, and I don't want to hear any more of this Vegas 
got these great rules or got some uh, undue advantage. No, God handed no, anything. They, they didn't. They get, earned it. They didn't get That's anything enough. advantage. They didn't have any advantage. They they had a plan go, and I'm going to particularly there go back to the expansion draft. We all know how that played out. Yeah, they fleeced. Yeah. They fleeced a lot of teams. But we say that like a year and a half, two years later. At the time, yeah, exactly. at the time, Not in the moment, at the time, the, these teams were like, no, 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 we'd rather you take these guys and these guys. I'm like, what's Vegas? Okay, <laughs> what's that? Just, you okay, let me quickly. So this is the inaugural list of players that were on the Vegas Golden Knights team, and I'm going to preface this by saying, remember, any other GM in the league at any given point could legitimately do what the Vegas Golden Knights did. I'm not saying that the NHL, all the other NHL GMs are submitting a list of you uh, to you of players that they're not protecting. That's not what's happening. But you can go out and build this roster because I'm telling you right now, this roster, there's from there's nothing on this roster that stands out as Stanley Cup champions. Absolutely nothing about this roster that says this. If you put this roster next to the Toronto Maple Leafs roster, you're saying the Maple Leafs are winning a cup before this team. 100%. 9 million times out of what? Like, it's just ridiculous. Let me just go over it quickly. Pierre-Edouard Belmer. <laughs> Most of these players aren't even on the team anymore, by the way. Connor Brickley. And this isn't a shot to any of these players either. Connor uh, Brickley, William Carrier, Cody Eakin, Eric Hula, William Carlson, uh, Brendan... Uh, Leipzig, I guess. Yep, Oscar yep. Lindbergh. It's funny that I'm reading the names. <laughs> Jonathan Marcheseau, James Neal, Tom James Neal. Like, come on, a team with James Neal on it, and you're angry about that? <laughs> like, come on. Uh, Thomas, <laughs> no, it's like that's bad. David Perron, uh, Timu Polkinen, Chris Thornburn, Alex uh, Alexei Emlin, Derek Englund, Jason Garrison, <laughs> Braden McNabb. Okay, John Mer uh, Merrill. Mark Mathot, mm, very nice. Colin, Colin Miller, Griffin Reinhardt, Lucas Sib, uh, uh, Lucas Bizza. I totally forgot about him, actually. Uh, David Schlemko, Nate Schmidt, Clayton Stoner, Trevor Ramsdyke, Ramsdyke um, Jean-Francois Berube, Marc-Andre Fleury. We all remember that one, Calvin Picard. And then acquired via trade, Shea Theodore, David Clarkson, Riley Smith, Alex Tuck, Michael Gabrowski, Jake Bischoff, uh, Nikita Gusev, and 10 draft picks. 10 10 draft picks. They're not here because they were handed anything. They're here they were shrewd. because they were very, very shrewd, very goal-oriented from the top down. Everybody had a plan, or everybody knew what the plan was, and everybody had a role in that plan, and it worked. So you, you they earned all of this. And don't stand there and tell me they were handed anything with a lineup like that. That's horseshit. We're good. No, there you go. Marty's Marty's gotten it out. Rant over. That's yeah, right. No, I mean, listen. I mean, it, it, <sighs> they are where they are. They deserve to be where they are. And you know what? I, again, I, I say I think this is over. And I, you know, if they do finish this off here next game, I, they deserve to win the Stanley what Cup. A party. They were better. Yeah, man, they were the better what team. A party. Oh man. Now, looking forward to seeing that on TV. <laughs> speaking of places where there is not a party right now. Oof. In yeah, Winnipeg. Okay. All right. Okay. Let's. Okay. Let's. Let, let's. Let's just get into this. Okay. Hellebuck's. Hell, Hellebuck is not going to sign an extension. He's got one year yeah. left, at six point. It's a little under six point two, but I just rounded off to six point two. Sure. Um, so, I mean, in my eyes, if Winnipeg does not make this move over the summer, i.e., draft a deal, 
uh, or something yeah. to do with free agency around free agent, whatever. Yeah. You, you got to move it. You got to move them. There's absolutely, absolutely no reason to keep them till the trade deadline. No. We're talking about a goalie. These are a little bit more difficult trades at a dead trade deadline deal, bringing in a new goalie to kind of, you know, bring him up to speed on your system with that little time left in the season. Doesn't happen. I'm not saying it doesn't happen, but doesn't happen often. So Winnipeg in my eyes needs to move on this. I mean, Dubois stated his, his feelings. Uh, Blake Wheeler, I think was done in Winnipeg. I mean, I don't, I, I was going to, I would have been surprised that I'd seen him in October in Winnipeg. So, I mean, I'm not saying yeah. he's going to be out of the league, but not in Winnipeg. Uh, Shifley, I think, I think the time is done with him too. I think got to move on. So it, the rebuild's on, in my opinion. And, oh, and yeah. you got to start making yeah. the moves. Now, the only problem, I wouldn't even say it's a problem. There are teams that need a number one goaltender. What starts to become a little yep. bit more convoluted is fitting in the contract that Hellebuck would want because you know how this usually goes, Marty. If he gets traded to a team, I mean, unless it's one of those kind of like, you know, maybe he goes to Colorado for a year, wins the cup type of deals kind of thing, right? Right. And and then Colorado gets him on this 6.2, but before they have to pay him, they get rid of him and he moves on. Yeah. And usually that wouldn't be the way it goes. Usually a guy like Hellebuck is going to kind of want to sign something with the team that, that trades for him here. Now, I, I mean, I've written down a couple of them. I've got Ottawa, Carolina, Buffalo, Pittsburgh, New Jersey, and Los Angeles um, yep. as some potential destinations. Uh, and again, to varying degrees here, I mean, Pittsburgh would be up against the cap. So how are you going to maneuver that around, right? Um, you know, Ottawa's situation seems to be pretty fluid, but does the player want to play there? Um, you, yeah. see, you know, because he's American, I started thinking Buffalo. Maybe he goes to an up-and-coming yep. team in Buffalo, but keeping in mind that Hellebuck is 30 years old, still plenty of good years left. You got to figure four to five solid, solid years left as a goaltender and his pedigree. Yeah. But... You know, does he go to Carolina? And if they go, how do they figure that out? You know, do they move somebody like a Kotkaniemi there who's making, what's four, a little over four now or something that that degree for like the next eight years? So it'll be interesting to see, but man, oh man. I mean, the more interesting part isn't so much where's Hellebuck going to go, but is Winnipeg going to do what they really should do here? I mean... At the end of the day, to a certain degree, you could kind of build the team around Ehlers and uh, Kyle Connor, uh, that kind of thing. But you know, at the end of the day, you got to remember that a guy like Ehlers is still is twenty six, twenty seven years old now. So you know, rebuild two, three years. Like, I don't know, I don't know. A lot, a lot of big. I think one way or another. Yeah, and that's what I was going to say. I think one way or another, Winnipeg has a lot of really big decisions to make that are going to submit cement their next footprint towards something Mm. and it's either i know a lot of fans especially are kind of impressed with how some teams have been able to retool rather than rebuild i don't think winnipeg can do that i don't think they've got the talent for that however they do have that more importantly than that 
they have the, the talent to absolutely rebuild extremely well. Because there is, there is a reason to get a sizable return from these players. I'll, I will, however, disagree that I think for Connor Hellebuck, I think Shifley should get traded um, quickly, as soon as possible, uh, before he can play again. And I say that because Shifley really feel, has the ten. <laughs> Just that because Shifley has, to me, has a tendency to. I don't. I, he'll disappear. Whereas Hellebuck, you can't disappear as a goalie. If you start playing like shit, then it's it's really over for for everybody, including yourself. You won't get you won't get a very big contract that you want. You want like if you're saying like you want a five year contract. If you go out playing like shit, you're not getting a. You might get traded. You're not getting a five year contract though. No one's going to want to give that to you. I think Winnipeg's best play is to hold on to him and and wait for desperation to really come at you because it will. There will be several teams like uh, the teams that you had mentioned. So Carolina, Pittsburgh, and New Jersey. There's no sense in ur- of urgency with those teams. Mm. They'll be interested. They'll probably kick the tires. But they're, I believe they're more than happy to live with what they have if the price tag is too high. That being said, a team like Carolina is very interesting to me because there could be, a, there could be no sense of urgency with them on the onset because they've got uh, Peter Kotkiemi. Not Kotkiemi. Is it Kotkiemi? How do you pronounce his last name? Is it, am I saying it right? Kotchitkov. Kachitkov, Kachiemi is the other guy. So uh, Peter, I, I just just keep calling him Peter. Uh, Peter and Anderson, or is Frederick Anderson resigned? Or sorry, nope. is he still? No, he's a free agent. Yeah, both both of them are. Rant, okay, rant, that's the and that's yeah. what kind of makes things rant interesting. Guy, eh? Well, that's what makes things interesting in in Carolina, and I'm, I'm kind of glad you touched yeah. on it because. Listen, I, I mean, I'd have to dig deeper a little bit in regards to cap friendly. What do they have kind of going on? Who's you know who's up to be signed and that kind of thing, but. Yeah, yeah. Without having any other, and again, you go back to the fact, and, and you know what? I mentioned Colorado, and I actually probably should have mentioned uh, Carolina. Maybe Carolina says, okay, he's six point two this year. Guy's probably looking for like eight point five nine million on a like five six year deal, right? Moving forward, so let's take the guy. Let's yeah. make, let's make a run. We've got the big horse and nets. Listen, Frederick Anderson, great great goaltender. But he always he just that injury history, right? He's just you, you yeah. can't sit there and say he's a horse. And you can certainly say that Connor Hellebuck has. I mean, I believe it's like the last two to three years he's played the most games out of any goalie every year. The last two for right. sure, if I'm not mistaken. But I mean, oh my god! So there, so there's an opportunity there. But I, I mean, I, I just the way I kind of see it is the big boys. Like I, I think your Connor Hellebucks, your Blake Wheelers, your Mark Shifley's, I think those are those are more of your draft day free agency over the course of the summer deals, and I think someone like Ehlers, and I'm going to tell you why, if they do decide to kind of listen as scorched earth as an organization goes these days, let's say they do that, and Ehlers is on the block too, I totally see Nick Ehlers being a guy that would be traded at the deadline. Yes. That's a hefty contract. But keep in mind, you'd only be taking on what's left at the, for that, that time left in the year. And you could always figure things out next summer for what would be Ehlers' final year of his contract. Because, and, and that's why I say Ehlers may be a, 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 an attractive deadline day deal because you'd be getting him for these playoffs coming up in 23-24. 
and he's still signed right. the following year in 24-25 at $6 million, Right. At $6 million. And if you get what you should out of this guy, and I think we can honestly say, Marty, if this guy gets first-line deployment, first power play. Yeah, exactly. I yeah. think 70 is without question. I even think 75 yeah. to a certain degree is without question. The, ma- the fact of the matter would be, can he hit 80 and higher? Like, I think he's really got it in him. So Potential for sure, yeah. So that's what I find makes him attractive in regards to a deadline day deal is, yes, you'd be taking on the rest of his contract for the rest of the year. But okay, even if you were up against the cap, now you've got the summer before going into 24-25 to deal with that. So yeah. suffice it to say, I think what Marty and I are both trying to say here is it's going to be pretty d- damn busy in Winnipeg this summer. Whether people do or do not move, the phones are going to be ringing off the hook out there, man. Uh, yeah, there's going to be chatter at the very least. Now, And I do think, if I had to be honest, exactly segue into the next team, because I do think this is actually... One of the positions that makes the most sense, other than the fact that Hellebuck would probably, there's probably a part of Hellebuck that wants to go to the States. By the way, my actually, my sleeper pick and all that is, although not so sleeper, is Buffalo. I do think he ends up in Buffalo. I think that makes the most sense for him. I think he'll be excited to go there. I think he wants to go someplace like that. I believe he's from, if I'm not mistaken, he's from Minnesota, I think. I think so. I think you're um, right. So relatively close for him, right? So, anyways, that being said, Ottawa. Oh God! Oh. Well, listen, I got to I got to preface all this by saying I wasn't even sure if I should touch on this subject this week, folks. Okay, to all our listeners out there, and yes, I believe you just heard a, a disgruntled Ottawa from Marty a second ago. What in God's name is going on in Ottawa? Another bidder pulls out from the running to buy the senators and if i'm not mistaken and i'll try not I'll he try, potentially had the highest I'll, bid I'll, yeah i'll try not to mess this up apostol apostolopolis the apostolopolis group walked away Hold this on. walked away this past week and they were and and the yeah. reasoning was a frustration over the bidding process and as marty yeah. just alluded to they were we don't know for sure they were perceived to yeah. have the highest bid at over over one billion U.S. dollars for the senators, and from what I'm understanding on the surface here is this was just dragging on too long for him. He was the highest yeah. bidder. He figures he should have gotten the, this taken care of by now, or at least further along in the process, and he pulls himself out. So you've only got two groups left, which I believe is the Nico Sparks group and the Andlauer group. And by the way, the Andlauer group, Michael Andlauer actually owns a part of the Montreal Canadiens. So he does have an in already with the league. So does he, does he not own, is it the Hamilton Bulldogs as well? Yep. Yep. The uh, junior team. So that's what, to me, if I look at this objectively, (laughs) I don't live in Ottawa. Um, he makes the most sense just in the, in the concept of he's got the most hockey sense. He's got, he knows how to do it. He knows how the NHL runs. He knows the business. He knows how to make it grow. And now I don't, I'm not trying to suggest this is even a possibility still, but of all of the owners outside of the Remington group, he was the only owner who was actually still tied to Ryan Reynolds, which 
I don't think it's a secret. Everybody agrees. The Ryan Reynolds bid was the one everybody wanted. And for right for all the right reasons, too. Uh, Ryan Reynolds said all the right things, did all the right things, and it really appeared to be everything that guy touches is gold, right? You can disagree with him on one thing or another, but one thing you can't is that he makes other companies look good and he boosts their value. And in this regard, this wouldn't have just been the Ottawa Senators getting a boost. This would have been the NHL getting a boost, which is yeah. not necessarily you know, a must for any owner, but how could you possibly want to well, it was, boot somebody like that out? It, like you want him as part of the deal. It's giving you exposure, right? I mean, that, that, at the end of the huge. So, and, and, and the thing of it is, is, I mean, Ryan Reynolds, if, if we're talking about him and the Remington group specifically, I mean, the nice thing about, or um, one of the big reasons I think why a lot of people were really pulling for his bid was the fact that, I mean, th- this guy, knows how to market himself and his brand like yeah like I, I i don't know how much how many more examples you need other than aviation gin uh mint mobile i mean the guy buys That's the it. guy buys a fifth fifth tier soccer team okay yeah. <laughs> the next year they're champions of the league and they get they they, they move up a a division up to division four i think it is anyway without getting too de- delved into the soccer thing he he just had that kind of uh, a little bit of mystique and a little bit of um, uh, you know just again going back to that exposure. I mean, he was the, the guy's kind of all over the place right now, right? And and again, like you said, everything that he touches is gold. So, but I mean, here we are with these two groups. The, this is what what's left. The only thing that I'm really concerned about, and listen, the Ottawa Senators weren't going to be winning the Stanley Cup next year. But I think we can all agree that they continue to take steps in their development. And it just seems like this is par for the course for someone with the Melnick name involved in this, right? Like, it's just... Uh, and, and I hate... Yeah. And I don't mean to pick on them. I'm not trying to kick anybody while they're down or anything like that. But it's just... My God, like, why does this, why does this feel like it has to be so bloody convoluted? It's like we we had some nice momentum with this team. Yes, they didn't make the playoffs, but I mean, again, I thought I think we saw healthy steps with this with this organization, and I, I'm just yeah. like, you know, to, to me, it certainly sounded like the Brinkett wanted to be there, and I'm like, you know, kind of why isn't he signed or what's going on there? Uh, you know, and yeah. another thing for me is how does all of this impact the new arena and 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 how all that's going to go? So I just. My, the the overwhelming thought here is it just felt like you had some really good momentum rolling there for a little bit. And this yep. this just, to me, feels like it's kind of stunting all of that right now. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that's what bothers me the most about this is that they allowed this process to go in the direction that, they, that it has. And it's now hurting the franchise. It's like you were you were on the cusp of doing something great for the franchise and you found a way to turn that into something extremely negative for the franchise. There's currently the connection between fans and ownership. There is a disconnect, not just because there is technically no owner, but uh, I'll go as far as saying even Nico Sparks, Sparks, sorry, starting arguments with the fan base didn't help, um, which then you know, fueled the fires that were already lit because it was already taking too long. There's been enough of the, 
you can blame this on the media though there's been enough chatter about it and enough uh oh well they said this and this has happened mm. and this is not happening and let's pull oh this is like pull this in all oh, the pull this pull the story back like there's been so much of that that it's played with their emotions the fans emotions that they're so checked out i say checked out but i mean let's be real they're not the second it's announced it's all right it's, it's all everyone's going to talk about but rightfully so that moment you can't change that moment once there's a new uh, ownership that's been selected and they purchase the team you no matter how sour this process is there's always going to be we're always going to talk about it because there's a new ownership so you talk about that and now you can move forward you can make other plans however there was a much better way to do this you could have had that that chatter because now when they talk about it, they're going to be like, well, it's about fucking time versus had you done it the right way, they could have had it. And everyone said, oh, wow, man, this is awesome. Let's go. Nothing but positive. But right now, it's going to take a little bit of time for the fans to sort of come around. I, I do think Ann Lauer buying the team will be the best foot forward from a horrible situation. And I, and I say that again, knowing full well that everyone's going to want to know about Ryan Reynolds. So I, I do think in that regard, you save a little bit of clout with your fans by actually picking Ann Louder. I, it's not, if you end up with Nico Sparks, I, I really think it's going to do so much damage to the, to the initial hit. I'm not saying it's unrecoverable. You can. You can move past it. The fan base will move, can easily move past. It's a, it's a smart group. It's a, still a smart ownership. There's a lot of good people that Snoop Dogg, quite frankly, everything he touches turns to goal as well. There's, I'm not saying they can't be successful. But if they do turn to Nico Sparks, the guy who decided to start an argument with the fan base, there's going to be damage control. And you're going to waste a lot of time on that when you should just be focusing on hockey because that's all the fans really want. They want, they're more interested. I, would it be fair to say now fans are actually more interested in Debrinkat than they are in the ownership, which is where it should be. But quite frankly, we should be there fatigue. because an owner was already picked, not because it's fatigue. Exactly. And, that, and that's the thing, right? It gets out of fatigue. And, and, and again, like, I, I mean, I, I don't want to kill this subject because I mean, you know, there may be a lot of things. They're that, doing a good job for well, us. Yeah. I mean, media is, but it's a case where, listen, and before I go any further here, folks, like I have no inside knowledge in regards to what's going on with that sale. And for all I know, okay, for all I know, it's going, it may be going well, but my perception as an outsider to those closed door meetings, this seems to be dragging on. And again, I'll reiterate, it just seems to be stunting a lot of momentum that was building for for this team moving forward. So, you know what? I I, yeah. I really hope that, like, first and foremost, I really hope this sale is done and over with before the draft because if I'm any kind of personnel in the Ottawa Senators organization, like, man, oh, man, would <laughs> you ever want a, a little bit of kind of, you know, certainty or, you know, what can we, can we not do? What is the new owner going to want us not want us to do, want us not to do? You know, do they want to spend? Do they not want to spend? What's up? What's going on? Yeah. So I hope for first and foremost, the fans of the organization that this is over here, like literally in the next couple of weeks, I think it's going to drag on longer than that, but I really keep my fingers crossed that it's next couple yeah. of weeks. And for the, for the people who are working in that organization, cause man, I wouldn't want anything in regards to like a bad draft or anything like, the, you know, listen, I'm not a fan of the team, oh. but Jesus Christ, I'm a hockey fan. And I would hate for any kind of weird, 
outsider bullshit to kind of throw things off in regards to a, a draft or, or a, anything, any little thing. So yeah. Ottawa fans in particular, I really hope this gets cleaned up here over the next little bit. I'm not saying it's not going well in the background, but man, from a fan's perspective, fatigue is set in huge. And I, I certainly understand why things have gone a little bit more to the, the Brinkett thing than anything else. But there again, it's like you're going from one dead end to another. You can sit there and talk about the Brinkett all you want. This basically comes up, to, comes down to when ownership stake takes over, then the questions are going to be asked. Can we sign this guy to like a six, seven, eight year deal? So yeah. that's where I stand in regards to these senators. It, it's gotten long. It's it, the fatigue is set in huge here. So from my point of view, this really does need to kind of like seriously need to finish it and wrap it up. Lead. Yeah, man. <laughs> it's like wrap yeah. it up, man. Like two weeks ago, wrap it yeah. up. <clears throat> Having said that. All right. Speaking of wrapping up. Yes. Yes. Beauties and the beast. But first, Ooh. we have to take a moment and give our sp- and give our sponsors a little time. So we'll be right back with Beauties and the Beast. Here's a word from our sponsors. Light the lamp during the hockey playoffs with DraftKings Sportsbook. New customers can make a $5 bet and score $200 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code THPN. That's code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, call 800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. In New York, call 877-8-H-O-P-E-N-Y or text H-O-P-E-N-Y 467-369. In Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700 on behalf of Boothill Casino and Resort, Kansas. 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdictions. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com and we are back mm-hmm. as promised yes beauties and the beasts coming at you right up um so i just off the top here i just want to mention mike did such a good job with his <laughs> uh no well check he did. is in the mail check uh, is but in i mail. i was going <laughs> i was going into it thinking two of the players that he had of his three um, so rather than try and come up with a few more, because quite frankly, there's just not. Yeah, I know. Seriously, on. it's getting I'm slim pickings, man. <laughs> slim pickings. A little bit. All right. Yeah. So Mike, go ahead and just, I'll, I'll just have a couple of comments about the two, two of the. All three. right. Well, we're going to bang two of them out here in, uh, in one shot. We're going Stevenson. We're going Marcia. So listen, you really can't go wrong. No matter which one you're going with. I talked about it earlier in the show. Uh, you got, um, Stevenson with a couple of goals. In game, what would have been four? Uh, he's got five points in this series, so three assists. I mean, th- listen, man, this guy's been a menace for that Panthers defense. Like his speed to not, like he seems to be, 
he's that guy where you're just like, holy Christ, like how many are, are there? Is there like three of these guys on the ice right now? <laughs> so nice. he's, he's like four check. The chemistry has been great alongside Stone, obviously. Like, man, th- there's yeah. really been some super chemistry between those two guys uh, over the past couple of games. So, I mean, Stevenson, I mean, I could sit here and gush more, but I mean, we've all seen it. If you've been watching the Stanley Cup playoffs, I mean, you know what I'm talking about. Marcia so. He's kind of the same thing. Oh. The only difference is, yeah. man, this guy is really starting to hammer at home the past couple of series. He's currently on a yeah. nine-game point streak. He's got 14 point, uh, total points there. He's got points in 12 of his last 14 games. Like, you want to talk about playoff Jeez. gamer. Holy fuck. Yeah. Like, this guy is... <laughs> like, he had a rough first series. And I, I remember we were talking about that a little bit. He had a little bit of a yep. rough go. Started warming up in, in, in the second uh, series against... Would that have been... No, that was not against Edmonton. That was... No, that wasn't against Edmonton. I think it might have been... Not the second... Uh... Can't remember. Sorry. But the second series, he started to warm up, though. And he has really not looked back since. He's got four goals and, th- and it is. three assists in the cup. Yeah, runs. second series was against Edmonton. Oh, it's okay. So he started to warm up against the Oilers. But, I mean, he has not stopped yeah. since. I mean, he's got four goals and three assists no. in the cup final. And like I said earlier, like, they've got, like, two, three, four guys that have got, like, you know, four, five, six points. I think Marshall's got seven. Yeah, it's total seven uh, in the cup final. Like, they're humming, man. They're humming right now. Like it's not oh, it's yeah. not just a couple guys that Florida's got to focus. Like it's like seriously, seriously two lines, and then you throw the Carlson line in. Anyway, we we went over yeah. all this at the start of the show. So anyway, there you go. Yeah. Um. So those are Marshall and Stevenson one two in regards to beauties this week. My third, it does come from the Florida Panthers, and it's the youngster Anton Lundell. Um. Listen, there's not too too much to talk about. In, in regards to the uh, Panthers side of things, um, he does have a goal and two assists. So he's been fairly productive considering uh, he is 21 year old. So this is his second season. Uh, so obviously it would be a second playoff uh, run. Um, listen, I'm, I'm flat out right now. He's getting a lot of confidence um, from Paul Maurice. Uh, he's playing some pretty decent minutes considering uh, age and where he is in the lineup. Uh, and at the end of the day, yeah. th- this just bodes well for uh, Lendell himself and moving forward for his development. So he's getting some really, really good experience. Marty, you know how it is. I mean, two, three rounds and, you know, this guy's actually getting Stanley Cup finals experience. Like he's going to be able to pull from this from the rest of his career. You know, hopefully he's able to get to another final, you know, and and again, I, I say it's over for Florida. So get another chance to potentially win a cup. Um, but, uh, but listen, Lendell. Certainly deserving of my uh, third beauty this week. Um, my beast also comes from the Florida Panthers. And I got to tell you, Sam Reinhardt at $6.5 million, I'm going to want a hell of a lot more bang for my buck, brother. Like, yeah. this guy has done nothing in the final. And it's that much more exasperated due to the fact that Kachuk is, is on the mend. Like, Reinhardt... He's always been, you know, pick, if I'm not mistaken, he's a second overall pick. Um, you know, he's always been seen as an offensive player. Uh, you know, we're not talking like, uh, you know, uh, McDavid or McKinnon 100-point seasons here, but he has been seen as, as a steady producer, and he just has not done anything in the finals. Uh, you know, he's sitting on that third line. He's actually on Lundell's line. Um, but I tell you, just 
massive, massive missed opportunity, really, when it came to game four. I mean, everybody could see what shape uh, Kachuk was in. And, you know, a guy like this kind of needed to step up. I mean, and, and not just in game four, but I mean, he really should be stepping up and producing to a certain extent here. Uh, you know, even yeah. even if the guy's gotten you a couple of goals, uh, you know, and only has two goals in this series, at least he's putting something on the board, right? So, you know what, yeah. Sam Reinhardt, and again, I, I kind of go to that that dollar value, that $6.5 million. Of course, they're not, it's no big deal in the playoffs. These guys aren't getting paid in the playoffs, right? But at $6.5 million, like you are counted upon to do much, much more than what you're giving right now uh, to the Florida Panthers. And unfortunately, sir, you are my beast this week. Marty, you're up, buddy. Well earned. Very well earned. So quickly, like I mentioned, uh, top two, those are mine as well. So Stevenson and Marshall. So Stevenson, quickly, all I'm going to say is that this actually carries – this is a carryover from his regular season breakout. This is uh, his breakout yeah. season. Um and it carries over to that. Now, what that tells me, because like like you just mentioned, and I was going to mention it myself, but good on you. Players don't get paid in the playoffs. There's bonuses and there's things that are set aside that's fine, but you don't get paid. You play because you love the, the cup. You want the cup. You play it through determination. For Stevenson to come out and continue to play the way he's played sh- tells me, watch out for him next year. He's the real deal. This was not an outlier season where he suddenly just found chemistry with one particular player or two or whatever. Um, I believe this is who Chandler Stevenson is. So I wouldn't say necessarily, you know, bank on 70 points or anything like that, but bank on him coming back and continuing to play his part on this club, which is a Stanley Cup, well, pretty close for now. Stanley Cup winning team, we'll say. And Jonathan Marshall, just, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Jonathan Marshall, what, what more can I say that I haven't already said before? The guy is the model of consistency even though if that consistency fluctuates sometimes, I can appreciate the fact that that is ironic that I'm saying his consistency fluctuates, um, but I am sticking by that because um, he is exactly that. And he's setting, he, I believe it's a franchise record for goals in a, um, in a playoffs. Uh, not a, is it the record for the series or is it the record for all of the finals for, for the franchise? I, I think it's a playoff. I think it's, I think it's the full playoffs. It's now playoffs. keep in mind, right? Like okay. this is their sixth, year in existence yes. right so but still like a yep. guy the guy's yep. having a great great run man he just is he probably beat his own record i'm just gonna throw that out there but probably. i didn't do any research on it but regardless of that he is he's the number one point producer on the team right now he's surpassed eichel he is the bigger name on a team that has much bigger names than him and to me again it goes to show you the kind of person or the kind of player marcia so has always been um, and that is someone that you can rely on. Uh, he, he pops up every once in a while and he'll get you the W's and that's exactly what he's been doing. So enough of those two, because the other one I want to talk about is Eichel and not necessarily in the sense that, because we've already done this, Eichel is producing, uh, no goals in this series, but five assists. He's still there. I'm talking about one thing that we didn't necessarily completely cover before when we were pumping his tires before, and that's his toughness. Um, oh, puck yeah. to the ear, <laughs> yeah. uh, the shot from Kachuk and the guy is not missing a nope. beat. He looks fine. He does not look injured. I'll say this much though. When he did take the hit from Kachuk, the way he got up and his facial expressions, the way he was moving yeah. his head looked very odd to me. Like it really it, looked unsettling. Like he doesn't even know where the hell he is. It's so funny you mentioned um, that. Cause but, I felt the same way I did. 
Really, yeah. eh? Okay, so because I kept trying to find more video footage of him it's, going to the bench. It's like he kept saying and, no. I wanted, it's like he kept saying no as he's going yeah. to the bench, and it was just weird. It, like yep. the way he was, it was very like weird. the way he was doing it, and his and, mouth and everything. And, they just looked off. Oh. And I'm sure you and I were both thinking the same thing, because and we talked about it uh, last week, I believe, as well. He when he like when he saw Kachuk, instead of kind of leaning backwards. And trying to kind of move right, he, he for whatever reason he it's like he wanted to turn so that his shoulder would take the brunt of it, and it really still was more of the head it looked like than anything else. And and I'm sure you and I were both thinking the same thing. What the hell is going on with that neck? Like right yes. away. And what's fu- and what's funny about all everything you just laid out there and watch it again. And notice that, so the helm, when he got hit, the helmet came off before his back hit the ice. Take a look at what he does. He prop, like, I don't know how he managed to do this. He made sure his neck and his head stayed off. He didn't, his head didn't come close to hitting the ice. He braced for the entire impact, knowing full well, I'm going to land on my back and my head's going to whip back and I'm going to hit the ice. I better make sure that doesn't happen. Mm. So I'm going to stiffen up, do something. Because when he lands, watch the video again. When he lands, his head stays clear off the ice. Like there's a gap and you're like, oh, okay. Your head never touched the ice. Which is amazing for him to be the presence of mind to make sure my head can't hit this ice here. I'm going to lose my helmet. Or regardless if I lose my helmet or not, I can't have my my head hit the ice. Anyways, he did all that. Went to the back of the room. Came back. Played the rest of the game. Didn't look phased by it at all. Then the next game, fucking puck to the ear. Continue. Obviously, a lot of pain. Goes in the back again. Comes back. He's fine. Doesn't look like he's in any sort of pain when you compare that to, let's say, uh, Matthew Kachuk right now. So, I, and not that you should, because every injury is different. Every person is different. You handle it entirely different. Don't compare the two injuries and say one's more tough than the other. That's not what I'm saying. It's just that Kachuk, you know, he's been beaten. Eichel and sorry, Kachuk's been beaten. We're calling him tough. Eichel's been beaten. We're not calling him tough. Why not? Eichel, to me, I am so incredibly impressed with his maturity, his progress in these playoffs. I, I, and I appreciate Buffalo. He was a, a jerk when he was there. I think those days are behind him. Everyone's allowed to mature and grow up and grow out of things. I would suggest that that's where we're at with Eichel. Guys like, I think Eichel just needed a bit more experience. I think he's still only like what, 25, 26 years old. Think of what you were 26. Think, yeah. think of what you were like at 26. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I was just an idiot. Oh, so, yeah. yeah, exactly. I, I mean, and it's not to excuse anything. No, he, no, no, no. If he needs to, if the Buffalo fans need to get an apology out of him at some point, that's, I'm not here to discuss that. All I'm saying is that I have been very, very impressed with Jack Eichel, both in the production value and his leadership ability, because he's shown it on the ice. He's taking it for the team and he's coming right back out there and asking for another one. Like, like honest to God, really good for him. Very happy for him. I, I will say, um, I will say this about Eichel yeah. really quickly. And, and, yep. you know, you may have said it in, in a different way, but I guess I'll just say it like the, in plain English for me, the guys had a bad rap. The guys had a bad yes. rap um, to, to his time in Buffalo. He deserves, like, like you're saying, Marty, I mean, look at the playoffs that this player uh, has given us, has given the Golden Knights, has given that fan. Like, I, I don't know what more you want. 
Like for everything, you know what I mean? Yeah. The neck thing, the, 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 yeah. his attitude in Buffalo, you know, the slow start in, in, in Vegas. I mean, take, you know, takes the puck to the side of the head, gets that, 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 that thunderous yeah. hit. Jeez. And, and, you know, Marty, you just said it kind of keeps coming back for more. Like we, not only do we have, like, we really got to give it, this kid the kudos that, that he deserves. I mean, we, we were all, yeah. we, we've all given him the whip for all of his, yeah. all of his shortcomings. You, you got to be able to, to do the reverse here. And man, oh man, like from, from everything, Marty, he's kind of led the charge leadership. Um, yeah. Now he's not, maybe he's oh, not yeah. maybe this raw, raw, raw guy. That's a little bit more, maybe more stone, but j- j- just in the way that he's played hockey over this, uh, uh, this postseason, that's leadership. Yeah. That's leadership. Just going on, it is. You know, doing it through actions. Like, you know, you don't have to say one word. You can just go out there and get the job done. And he and he has, Marty. He simply has. He's produced. He's been there when he, they needed him, and, and he continues to be even uh, throughout the final, uh, goal scoring or not. He's been. He's made sure that he has been an impactful player. And I think there's very, very, very few nights throughout this run that you can say where he has not made an impact in one way or another. So you're nail on the head. Absolutely. And I'll go one for, I know, and this isn't a shot to Mark Stone. Mark Stone has been playing inspirational hockey hundred percent, but I know, I, I know this means something. Mark Stone is currently sitting at a plus three. Jack Eichel sitting at plus 12. Like Eichel yeah. and Sto- Stone has eight goals to Eichel's, Eichel's six. Yeah. Y- y- so that's a lot to be proud Eichel's of. doing a, that's a lot to be proud absolutely. of. Absolutely. If you, if you're a player of yeah. Jack, he's third on the team at a pl- as a plus 12 Well, M- Marty and, and look at, I mean, w- we're probably talking about it a little bit more from a fantasy point of view, like Jack Eichel hundred points. What's that? You're minus 38. I don't give a fuck. You know what I mean? Yeah, but, yeah, but yeah. when you're talking about real life, if I'm the owner of the golden Knights, if I'm the coach of the golden Knights, if I'm a player on the golden Knights, Jack Eichel going Absolutely. out there in the 2022, 2023 playoffs at a plus 12. Uh, <laughs> yes, yes, sir. I'll take five. Huge. Like, uh, like honestly, yeah. and that's why I say, and I don't quite know exactly how, maybe how to express it, but this kid's been a whipping boy and we were all there to do it. And, and he deserved yep. it. Well, guess what? When yeah. it's the other way around and the shoe's on the other foot, you got to give this kid his kudos. And he is his name is definitely, definitely in the conversation for that con Smythe. Oh, absolutely. Uh, like, I know a lot of people are probably just going to want to throw it at Marsh or so because he's got the record oh. and he's leading the teams. He's got the goals, whatever. And, and I can appreciate that because it's on the surface, right? However, you dig a little deeper you might look at Jonathan Marchessault as being where he is because of Jack Eichel. Maybe Jack Eichel's five apples and no goals has a lot to do with the selfishness, the selflessness, selflessness that Eichel has displayed, which is a new skill for him. Um, but it's it's something that he's displayed over the over the course of the playoffs. So I think a, a big nod goes to either direction. If I don't know which way they'll land, obviously with the Consmith. Um, and then there's still Aiden Hill, right? But all that aside, Jack Eichel absolutely deserves to be in the conversation at the very least because he has led this team in almost in every every category that matters to a winning club for a playoff push, for a Stanley Cup push. So good on Jack Eichel for sure. Good on you, Jack. Um, me, uh, me bad guy, uh, Aaron Ekblad. 
So I've always been big on him. I've always liked him. And I think from a fantasy perspective, great guy to sort of lean on and rely on. He's been very consistent in terms of points and that kind of thing. And I do believe that's why Florida has him on their team as their number one, averaging 22 minutes per game in this series. And he's got two apples. Regardless of the fact that he's being paid $4 million or more, but that you do have to take that into account to a degree. You get paid, sorry, he's getting paid $4 million more than uh, Brandon Montour, who he's skating circles around, quite frankly. Brandon Montour, he's my honorable mention because he's, he's got eight goals. Uh, he's been playing in, like very, very consistent, very inspiring hockey on his own. I believe he's 29, which I was a bit surprised. I didn't realize Montour was that old. But Ekblad, this is supposed to be his territory. This is supposed to be his team. This is supposed to be where he's leading. Having players like Ekblad maybe fall off uh, the face of the earth and your Sam Reinhardt's and maybe even you can go further down in um, uh, your Duclairs. It's players like this that are coming up with zeros across the board are a big reason, big reason why Florida is in the position that they're in. Because you can't put everything on Kachuk. You, like literally everything on Kachuk and Bobrovsky. There's got to be more. And that's what all these other players are there for. Um, and Ekblad, I'm pointing you out because you're being paid that much more to be that guy who stands out a little bit more and does a little bit more. He, the talent's there. He's always been good. But why isn't he doing anything? Why is he throwing up... Nothing but donuts everywhere. So that's disappointing. And I think one of the major reasons why Florida is in the position that they're in right now. Well, I mean, listen, this guy's a first overall pick. He is supposed to be your huge stud D. And like you've just mentioned, I mean, Montour has been a more impactful player. Listen, I'm not saying that Ekblad hasn't done anything. A lot of it has been towards the defensive side of the puck, and I get that. Okay. Yeah. But as Marty mentioned, I mean, Listen, you're getting paid the big bucks, brother. So, I, I mean, big minutes, you know, and and it could be a case where the coaching staff is using him more in that defensive. I mean, I'd have to look deeper into that, but yeah, still, could still, be. though. I mean, I I think we what we can safely say, Marty, no, without argument, we expected a little bit more out of him. Period. So. Definitely, for, in terms of playoffs overall, yeah, more than a goal and six assists in 19 games. I mean, probably more than that. You know, I, that's safe to say, at least in my eyes, is that we would have expected more out of him than this. You know, our, our circum the circumstances come into play here, probably, uh, depending on how they're using him. Is, yeah. he, is it more of a, you know, are they using him more in a defensive situation, uh, i.e. defensive face-off rather than the offensive zone face-off, where Montour would make total sense as an in that situation, an offensive uh, draw. But, I mean, listen, yeah. uh, it, it is what it is. Um, you know, th that that defense just isn't as deep as Vegas, and, you know, you're starting to see that. Because, I mean, like you mentioned, Marty, you're, you're like 19, 20 games in here, and that's not 19, 20 games of regular season hockey. That's playoff beating the shit out of you hockey, okay? For 19... <laughs> and, like, this, this is getting long in the tooth for these guys. They're hot... Yeah. Every last guy that you see skating tomorrow night has got some sort of bruise, some sort of nick, some sort yeah. of scrape. Like it, it, it's it's right it's that something. time of year. Everybody is. So I mean, does that yeah. come into play too? Probably. But absolutely. But, but again, does. you know, you, you're the professional athlete, and you're the one that's out there, and you know, we're going to either critique it or not. Or and and right now, Aaron Eckblad, you're a beast, brother. Yeah. 
That's it. And there it is. Episode 32 yes. in the books. Guy. A well done episode. An hour and 20 minutes. Yeah, man. Well, probably a little bit less than that. But yeah, there you go. You know, we, we get there. Uh, we get there. It's maybe towards the end of the year. We get there. Thanks to everyone out there for listening. If you are interested in reaching out to us, you can email us at twoguysaleagueandsomeguests at gmail.com. You can find our latest episodes on our website at twogalag.com. Or you can follow us on Twitter for all of our info. Our handle is at twogalag. That's the number two, followed by G-A-L-A-G. Thanks for listening, and until next time.